Thank you, Jesus. Does anybody want to go to heaven? Thank you, Lord. I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so thankful that you all are here today. And I'm believing that God is going to talk to us today in this service. Today, I want to take a little bit of time. I want to talk about heaven because it is surely one of the big reasons why that you, you wanted to be saved is because you found out that there was going to be eternity. You believe it in your heart that it's not over when you die. You believe there must be more. And you thought, I'm not going to waste my whole life and make, not make sure I'm going to go to heaven. It's, it's what I'm saved, I'm saved for. I'm saved for eternity. I'm saved forever. I'm saved for being able to go to heaven. And so today I want to take a different spin on heaven, and I want to ask you a question. Would you even enjoy heaven if you got there? We, we talk about heaven and we get people excited about it from the other angle. We, we say, you know, you ought to be excited. But when I begin to study what heaven will be like, I don't know if everybody really wants to go. Now, I know you don't want to go to hell, but you can't go to heaven just because you don't want to go to hell. You, you don't automatically marry someone else because you choose not to marry the other. It's two different decisions. It's not a default. You don't just say no to hell and automatically say yes to Jesus. You say yes to Jesus, and therefore you don't get hell. And so I don't know if everybody really wants to be saved because you're going to be trapped in heaven forever. I hope everybody really wants to go. Everybody say in Jesus' name. You can be seated, and I need some of my favorite children in church, in church, not in my life, because that would be my kids, but I need Adeline's help. Adeline, will you come up here? Is that all right if Adeline comes up? I, she's one of the best microphone public answering children in the world. I, I have some questions for her about heaven, and I'd like to see. This is not, this is not programmed or anything. This is, this is just a couple questions. Stand right here. I got a couple questions for you. So I want to see if I want to go to heaven. I need your help. All right. Um, tell me why, what I'm going to do every day in heaven. Like, I want to know if I'm going to have fun. You're going you're gonna to pray to God, and you're going to walk on streets of gold. Is that all? And there's not going to be any light. Jesus is the light. Okay. So I was thinking, like, maybe I could uh, play football. Hmm? I'm not really excited yet, Sister Adlin. Um, will I be able to play video games? No. Oh. Uh, will I be able to eat, like, all the kind of foods I want every day? Yeah. Okay. I hear that there's this big mansion. Can you tell me about my mansion? What do you think it'll be like? Well, if you be very good, God will make it taller and taller every day. You'd be good. Okay. So I'm going to have a really tall mansion to live in. You think? This is just your opinion. We're trying to guess. Well, the Bible says it. Okay. What do you think the mansion will be like? How God creates it. Right? You're not wanting to, she doesn't want to get in this trap. You can tell she's just like, she's like, you know, whatever Jesus says. I've never been 
heaven. I, I haven't either. We're guessing. We're trying to imagine how great it's going to be. You know, when you tell your friends about heaven, you're, they're going to be like, what, what is heaven going to have? So far, we know we're going to pray, walk on some streets of gold a little bit. We're going to have a really big house, really big house. Do you, but you don't have any idea what the house would be like? Nope. Is it going to have furniture? Maybe. So I might sit on the ground? Mm-hmm. Don't know. But I'll, it'll have a table for food? Is there restaurants? No. So it's going to be like just heavenly food? No, there's going to be a big tree that every year it just gives broccoli or stuff like that. A tree just you pluck from the trees. I love that. It actually makes a lot of sense. That's good. So so what do we do for fun? Pray. We pray for fun? And pray and pray. What if I don't like praying? Get that. <laughs> so glad this is in Jesus. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy. Um, so for fun, we're going to pray and we're going to pick food off trees. And um, do you think this? What do you think the most fun? Like, are we going to have like go to the beach or things like that? Well, there is a river that um, is close by the tree. There is a river. Yeah, she's too smart for this. I need someone else. Let's give her a good hand. She did a great job, Adeline. Good job. She did a great job, and uh, I, I think I should have got Braxton, but uh, Braxton, you want to add something to it, buddy? Come here. Come here. Listen, I need you to, I need you to use your imagination, not the Bible, okay? All right. What are, you, what are we going to do? Like, let's imagine you're in heaven, right? It's supposed to be amazing. What are you going to do for fun? to God and then have act like nobody's watching. What would you act like if no one's watching? Uh, I mean, like, praying, act like nobody's watching. Okay. So what am I going to do for fun there? Are we going to, like, play sports? No. Are we going to be able to play our monster trucks? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he likes monster trucks. He was like, well, I don't know. His mind is just popping right now. I was like, I don't think you're going to be praying in the altar today. <laughs> just kidding. So so what do you think will be the most fun? Like, we're going to have fun, right? I mean, we're going to be there forever, right? Can you imagine what we're going to do? What do you think is going to be for fun there? I mean, I know we're going to pray. Anything else? Uh, I think ooh, there might be some sports, like soccer. So maybe play soccer. Okay, that's what I was looking for. Good. Let's give him a good hand. Good job, Braxton. That's awesome. Um, in 1993, there was a song that came out when I was, uh, I was, let's see, 10 years old, and it was a big hit from Audio Adrenaline, and the name of their, their song, uh, the name of their album was In My Father's House, and there was this song that we all learned about heaven, <laughs> Complete False Doctrine, and here, here are the, here's the chorus, that when I go to my father's house, it's a big, big house with lots and lots of room, it's a big, big table, with lots and lots of food. It's a big, big yard where we can play football. It's a big, big house. It's my father's house. Mm. <laughs> we, we could not wait to go to heaven in 1993 because we thought that heaven would be, would be all the things we love to do on the earth. It was one of the most attractive things about heaven in that time is because 
people were having a hard time, preachers were having a hard time selling heaven on just worship because people didn't want to do that. So the idea came out that we're going to try to sell heaven as something carnal so that people will want to go more. Because as people began to become more carnal, heaven had to get more carnal. Heaven has been promoted by many as a place where we will be able to do whatever we enjoy right now, all day, forever. Even among so-called Bible preachers, you hear people giving all kinds of interesting ideas about heaven. Even the pagan religions have done the same with the concept of heaven and eternity. There's one prominent religion in the world that promises their dedicated men 70 virgins in heaven which are meant to last this potentially married man for eternity. This wasn't really thought through, was it? At least they were smart enough to not say you would get 70 wives. They may not want to go. Many Christ believers today imagine themselves to be fishing with Peter. Any fishermen in the house today? Yeah. I can't wait to go to heaven because I think me and Peter are going to be fishing all day. I can't wait to go to heaven. Ladies say, maybe I can go find out all about Esther's shopping habits. Perhaps working out with Samson. Or dancing with David. I hope the ladies didn't say amen there. It's awkward. They hope to sit on a beach all day long as the heavenly angels serve us grapes and fan us. That's what we sometimes think heaven is going to be like. Got our tab at Joel's bar opened up all day long, sipping a heavenly nectar for eternity. Heaven is something we think that's earthly. We think that everybody who enters will be robotically controlled to be nice to us. And our bad memories will be wiped away. You'll never remember all the bad things that ever happened to you. You know, I don't know if I agree with that one. Because isn't it the bad memories that give context to the good? Let's find out what the Bible truly says and let's see today Children, youth, adults, if we really would enjoy heaven, if we really think we want to go when we're done. Number one, who all will be in heaven? Revelation 7 and 9 says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could number of all nations, all tribes, all peoples, all tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands. Uh-oh, it won't be the angels with palm branches. It'll be the people. It'll be you and I. The first point I want to make about heaven is anybody can go. 
all nations, all tribes, all nationalities. Nobody is exempt from heaven because of their background, because of their raising, because of the color of their skin, or the way they say their words, or the language in their mouth. The first thing I want to declare to you is that there is no nationality exempt from being able to be saved and walking on those streets of gold. Is anybody thankful that anybody can go to heaven? Jesus died for everyone. Red, yellow, black, and white, they're still all precious in his sight. Jesus loves the different nations of the world. Yep. We may be from different nations and speak different languages, but the Bible says one day we'll all be wearing the same white robes because we've all been washed in the same blood, the blood of Jesus. And the Bible says we'll all be praising God with the same palm branches in our hands. And so while we may be different down here, up there we will have one thing in common. We'll have the same robe. We'll have the same worship. We'll have the same praise on our lips. Thank you, Jesus. I also would like to make it very clear today that if you are a racist, you won't like heaven. If you're a racist, you'll hate it because you'll be forced to actually be nice to people. You'll be forced to hold their hands while you praise God. You won't be able to slip across the church and find a seat away from someone that's not like you, but you'll be stuck forever with people that don't look like you, didn't grow up like you, that are nothing like you, didn't like the foods that you liked, don't understand the way that you talk, but forever you'll be trapped in heaven with people of a different skin color. So if you're a racist... You won't like heaven. What will happen to us in heaven is the next question. Number two, Revelation 7 and 16 says, they shall neither hunger anymore. I'm sorry about the food comment. I apologize. They shall neither hunger anymore nor thirst anymore. And the sun shall not strike them nor any heat. No food, no drink, no sun. No heat. If you love breakfast, beverage, and beaches, you might not like heaven. Sorry, there's no big, big table where we can pig out on buffet for eternity. Are you sure you want to go still? I love to eat. You might not like heaven. Boy, if you just hurry up and go get some lunch, I love food. Is food calling to you right now? might not like heaven if you love food that much. All the things that are comforts here. You know what I found out recently is a comfort food? Indian food. Moment of silence. Lord, where are the Indian converts at in our church? I'm praying right now. Send them, Lord. Come, send them quickly, Lord. Man, you go get some butter chicken and some masala tikka whatever it's called i don't even know and what is up with their bread it's like the best tortilla you ever had it's called a naan and i'm like it's called a yes not a naan comfort food we went all over scouring yesterday to find good indian food and we found some good indian food I, I'm just on an Indian food kick right now, but if you love food and you love drinking, you love your Dr. Pepper and you love your sweet tea, God help Texans, if you love all that stuff, if you love that stuff, you might not like Evan because 
You're not, gonna, not even going to eat or drink for the rest of eternity. Revelation 7 and 17 says, For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of waters, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. So we know that Jesus will be the center focus of our daily activities, and he will lead us around. So if you don't like doing what Jesus says every day, you won't like heaven. What am I going to do every day in heaven? Jesus say, okay, everybody, wake up. Follow me. Yay! It's almost like right now, living on the earth. Wake up. Go to prayer. Follow me. I don't know if you're going to like heaven if you don't like following Jesus every day. In heaven, you won't be able to cry anymore. No more whining or complaining in heaven. You won't be able to have a pity party in heaven. You won't be able to play the victim in heaven. You won't be able to act like everybody's hurt you all the time in heaven. You'll have to be victorious in heaven. You'll have to actually believe you're going to be all right and everything's okay. In heaven, you won't be able to be that person anymore. But some of us are so addicted to acting like we've been hurt and all the time damaged that we cry to get our way and we always sour and we complain. But in heaven, you can't be that person anymore. Would you even fit in heaven? Would you enjoy heaven? 2 Corinthians 5 and 1 says, For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, this body is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. You won't be able to separate, to operate in the flesh in heaven. In heaven, you won't get to do what this body wants it to do. You won't get this flesh in heaven. If you like listening to your flesh and giving in to your flesh and satisfying your flesh, you won't have flesh in heaven to satisfy. Heaven is not a good place for people who live in the flesh. No, you might not enjoy heaven if you like doing what your body wants to do all the time. Matthew 22 and 30, for in the resurrection they neither marry nor are they given in marriage. I'm sorry, those of you who just got married. If the rapture takes place, didn't last long, did it? Enjoy it while it lasts. Because the Bible says that there will not be marriage or giving in marriage, but we are like the angels of God in heaven. If you can't live for God without some tender love and care from other humans, you won't like heaven. Not going to be any kissing and flirting in heaven. No waiting on your wife or your husband to tell you when to pray or be spiritual in heaven. No meeting somebody. If you're so used to having to have somebody lead you all the time and push you all the time and you're empty when you're empty without them and I feel like you complete me. If that's how you have to live, you might not like heaven because in heaven, your spouse is no longer your everything. That if they hurt you with their words, you crumble. You've got to get to a point here on the earth where nobody affects your walk with God. 
that not even the people you're married to that you think you have to have. You don't have to have them to serve God. You don't have to have your spouse living right and praying right and being spiritual for you to be spiritual. Go ahead and conquer that right now and today. If you don't serve God, I'm still serving God. There's going to come a day when I won't even be like this with you. I'm going to live for eternity having to make my mind up that I'm going to serve him even if my spouse doesn't serve him. So if you're all about getting some loving, you might not like heaven. If you're miserable because you're single, you might not like heaven. Yep. How do we find heaven is the next question. John 14 and 1, let not your heart be troubled, Jesus said. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, here's that mansions one. In my Father's house are many mansions. That word just means places to live. It's a very rare Greek word. It does not mean a big castle. I'm sorry. It's not a big, big house. Yep. We don't study words we don't want to look into. We like the way they look so we don't touch them. And that's a big flaw with studying the Word of God for us is because we build doctrines off of what we love to look and love to believe in. We don't study to show ourselves approved. And the Bible does not say you're going to get this big castle to live in with a pool and you're just going to walk around your castle all day and just... And do what? It just means a place to live, an abiding place, a place that will keep you safe. If it were not so, I would have told you. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. And verse 3, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will receive you to myself. I'm going to come back and get you that where I am, you may be also. Heaven is all about being with Jesus. Heaven is all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Heaven is not special because of heaven. Heaven is special because of Jesus. If you don't love Jesus, you won't like heaven. Well, this is a big, this is a a wake-up call today. Y'all, we have been inundated with our culture that told us that you want to go to heaven because it'd be good for you, not because it's all about him. Today, we've got to break that false doctrine in our spirits off of our culture. Our American culture is the world's worst of making heaven act like it's America. Thank God heaven will be nothing like this nation and nothing like this world. Thank God it won't be like this earth. I don't want anything close to the way this world is, to the way this life is. I don't want to go there if it's just like this. It's all about being with Jesus. Verse 4, and where I go, you know, and the way, you know. Thomas said to him, though, he said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How, How can we know the way? And Jesus said, listen up, I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life, and nobody gets to the Father except through me. 
The only way to make sure you go to heaven is to follow the path that Jesus took. You've got to take the same path that Jesus took to get to the same place that Jesus got to. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is what this is all about. If you want to get to heaven, you will have to take the way Jesus took. You'll have to know the truth that Jesus knows. Live the life that Jesus lived. There is no heaven without Jesus. Which brings us today to the most important part of this message and what I felt the Holy Ghost say loudly to us, what in the world will we even do in heaven? You know heaven's really going to be bad when we've already started to get sleepy. Talking about heaven. Now, if I'd have preached about how you would have had no more bills... Y'all have been running the aisles right now. If I just said no inflation, you'd be running the aisles right now. If I said all those other earthly stuff, you'd be running. That's the problem. We preach heaven for a response, not for truth. We preached it to make everybody feel happy for a little while, but all it did was make you want more of the world. We preach heaven to a point that it made you want to walk out of here and go get a better job, not pray more. Because we preach heaven to be easy and not to be in love with Jesus. Heaven is all about being in love with Jesus and having a relationship with Jesus. And when you preach about heaven, heaven's not even the main point. Jesus is the main point. If you don't want to be in church more when you preach about heaven, then you preached it wrong. If you don't want to give up something after you preach about heaven, you've preached it wrong. Everything that this is talking about is all about Jesus. What will we do in heaven? Here's what we'll do in heaven. Revelation 7 and 10, let's go there. And crying out with a loud voice saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And the angels, in verse 11, stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures fell on their faces before the throne and they worshiped God. So they fell down on their faces, and they worshiped God. Verse 12, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might. They began to praise God, began to worship God, began to honor him and lift him up with their words. Be to God. Are you ready for these next couple words here? Forever and ever, forever and ever, forever and ever. Amen. What will we do forever and ever and ever and ever? We will worship him. We'll fall on our faces. We will give God praise and we will never get tired and never get weary. It'll feel great. It'll feel amazing. You won't want to eat or drink or go to a beach or go to your mansion because when you get close to Jesus, it's all you're ever going to want to do forever and ever and ever. Therefore, verse 15, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night, night and day, day and night, night and day. Forever we serve him. Forever we give to him. Forever we worship him. Are you sure you still want to go to heaven? If you won't worship here, would you really like it there? If it's like pulling teeth to get you to lift hands up here, 
Would you even want to go there? You can do whatever you want in hell. You can keep your hands down and be sad. The things we normally do, you can do in hell. Be selfish. Be alone. Not ask for help. But in heaven, there's only one thing to do. Worship, give to God, praise Him, stand before His throne, spend time in His presence. Just one thing to do. If church attendance is too hard now to gather, to worship, to make the drive, to get dressed, get the kids ready, are you sure you're going to want to spend forever doing this? Heaven is not a place where we are reprogrammed to love God more. We think heaven's a place where when we get there, God's going to be like, okay, well, you really didn't love me, but I'm just going to go boop, 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 and we're going to be like, ready to serve worship you forever. I think that may be my old wife. I don't care about you anymore. Love Jesus. Or some of you are like my old wives, <laughs> old husbands. Uh, it's like, oh, they made it. Oh, congratulations, Jesus. We think that heaven is a place where, where God's going to make us love him more. You, no, heaven's not a place where we get reprogrammed. It's still us, y'all. The Bible doesn't say you're going to be a new spirit. It says you're going to get a new body. It's still just you. What you love doesn't change when you walk in those gates. If you don't love them now, you're not going to love them then. Heaven is simply the place where we'll get to love God without the distractions of our flesh. Anybody glad about that one? And without the attacks of the devil. Heaven is a place I get to freely worship him without being tired in my body or attacked in my mind. It's going to be the first time forever that I get to worship him and not have to stop it. I can't wait to go to heaven because when I get there, nothing's going to stop me. I get to love God and never have to quit. I get to feel peace and it never ends. I never have to leave to go get lunch or go sleep. I get to just be happy forever. That's heaven. That's heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Heaven is not a pick a plan, pick your own plan kind of deal a la carte menu. You don't get to pick the part with the no tears and leave out the part where you have to worship. It's all or nothing. I, I can't wait to get to heaven because I like the food part. I love me some football. Whew, can't wait to go to heaven. Hey, y'all, it's time to go worship. I don't worship. I don't worship. I never have worship. Oh, y'all thought I came to heaven for Jesus. <laughs> I came here for the free food. Oh, y'all thought, oh, no, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I just wanted, I didn't want to go to hell. It sounds horrible. Hey, where's that mansion at, by the way? Carl thinks. The devil wants to turn heaven into something earthly. The devil is demonic to think that you're going to do things you do in this earth uh, in heaven. That's why we've watered down the doctrine for more carnal people to get in. 
We've had to make heaven sell it more to make it more uh, appetizing to carnal people so they'll come to church. Today, I don't know what's going to happen at the end of service. Ten of y'all might be like, well, I'm out. I hope not. I hope that doesn't happen. But the truth is today, heaven is a place where we're going to worship forever. And I can't pick a part of heaven. I can't pick a part of the joy and not worship. I can't say, God, I'll take the food and I'll take the the joy, but I don't want to worship. It's all or nothing. You don't learn how to worship in heaven. There's no class. You learn how to worship down here. When I get there, I'll get serious. You won't get there if that's how you talk. You don't plan to serve God in heaven. The Bible tells us that there will be uh, be gnashing of teeth in hell. You know what gnashing of teeth is? It's where you grit your teeth because of the pain, because of the frustration, because you can barely take it, that you tense up. But did you know there's already gnashing of teeth in the earth? Hey, you want to pray? You want to go to church? You want to fast this week? Let's come to the front and pray. You want to give financially, support God's work? Hell's going to look a lot like our life down here. It's because you're already gnashing your teeth. Hell's just going to be so much worse because hell is when you get what you wanted. That is to do it your own way, to not have a walk with God. And you don't understand the price you're paying to being selfish, to being your own God and doing it your own way. Our God is a perfect gentleman. and He will never force you to go to heaven and spend time with him that you don't want to spend. I really feel the Holy Ghost talking to someone today in this place. After hearing what heaven is really about, I dare say today, heaven would be hell to some people. And this is the problem with selling heaven independently of Jesus Christ. People don't come to church for Jesus. They come for themselves. They come to sign up for a free vacation after death, but they don't love the Savior. And I'm telling you, Jesus is not going to force you to worship him forever. And Jesus is sure not going to ruin my worship because you don't want to do it. Down here, we can sort through all the, I don't know if I want to serve him, and I do. We can dance around people down here, but up there, it's just going to be people who want to. There's no distractions up there. When we worship God up there, there ain't going to be no saint that's halfway in, staring at everybody, looking all ugly at him, like, why are, you, why are you doing that? Up there, we're all going to be smiling. Up there, we're all going to be shouting. Up there, we're all going to be dancing and holding hands together. And if you don't want to go, you don't have to go. You don't have to go. In my closing today, Revelation 19 and 6, and I heard, as it were, 
the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters and as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia. For the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come. It's finally time. And his wife has made herself ready. Now this is interesting to me because when you begin to study the old Jewish culture, you find out the importance of this scripture. The old Jewish culture, a man and a woman didn't get engaged and then get married two months later like we do in our culture. They would get the blessing of their parents. They would have a massive celebration, much like our wedding ceremonies, and they would make their commitments, much like we do in the ceremony, but they would then be married later, husband and wife. Then, after this agreement of engagement, they would not be intimate, they would not have a honeymoon. They would leave each other with the commitment to be faithful to each other. And here's what happened, y'all. The man would go build the house. And the woman would be faithful. The woman would have to be faithful to a man who was at hard at work over here, nailing up boards, sacrificing for his love of his life. What you building this for? I got a girl. Whoo, she's pretty. Hey, nothing will make you build a house like a pretty girl or some girl you love or what. Nothing will make you. Hey, guys, nothing will make you get out there and work. That's what's wrong with men these days. You see, back when I was growing up, they used to say, get your blue ribbon, everybody be a virgin. No intimacy until after. And these days, you know, nobody cares about that, so nobody has to work for it anymore. But in their days, thank you. That saved me, Sister Shan. Thank you. That's perfect. It was like, divert. But in their days, y'all, in their days, the man would have to work for his wife. And the father, watch this. The father would not release them to be married until they've proven they really love each other. So while the man is building the home, proving that he loves her, he does not get to touch her yet. But he's got to work for her. He's investing. He's giving everything. And yet he gets nothing out of it. She's got to keep herself pure. With all the other eligible bachelors walking by winking at her, she says, no, 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 no. Hey, girl, what's your name? No, don't talk to me. I've got a man already. Where is he at? I don't see no man. He's preparing a place for me. So that where he is, I can go also. <laughs> know what's happening right now? Right here, right now, you and I, we're the bride of Christ. He said, just hang on a little while, church. I'm going to give you the Holy Ghost, which is the engagement promise uh, that I'm going to go prepare a place for you. 
And if you can stay pure and you can keep yourself unspotted from the world and you can hang on by faith, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I will come back for you and I will come get you. They were committed to each other no matter the distance or time apart. Pastor, feels like I hadn't heard from Jesus in so long. Don't you worry. You got to forgive him. He's busy making something for you right now. You got you to forgive Jesus, okay? He's up there right now making sure you got a nice place to land. When your body hits the ground and you're six feet under, you just got to be patient right now because he's working hard for you and you wonder where he's been and wonder why he's not there. I've come to tell you, hang in there because he still loves you. He still loves you, church. And listen, we got to stay pure me we can't cheat listen he's almost done with this house he has given all of this time to making sure we have an incredible eternity with him it's no time to backslide it's no time to get out of church it's no time to get your eyes on the world it's no time to have more TV and more movies and more video games get it out of your life it's no time to cheat and steal and kill and destroy it's no time to be selfish listen to me when you're not living right, I want you to remember this next time. You're tempted to go do wrong. Jesus loves you so much. He's building your house. And the next time sin calls to you, I want in the name of Jesus for a flash of memory to come across your mind where you see Jesus up there in heaven like Brother Chris framing up a house uh, saying, we're going to get this ready for my bride and hammering those nails in uh, and making it a great place for us. How can you cheat on somebody that's spending their time building you a future? Here's the logic, church family. If you're really serious about your relationship with Jesus, you will love him even in his absence. Even without the pleasure of proximity, even when you wonder where he's at or where, how long you'll be gone, you'll still love him. He didn't leave you because he doesn't love you. He left you to prove that you matter to him. And if you can't be faithful without each other, you're just not ready to be with each other. This is why a great voice will shout one day in heaven saying, The bride, that's us has made herself ready for you. Listen, I know that Jesus is getting ready. That's not the question. The question is, are we getting ready? Are we keeping ourselves pure? Are 
we prioritizing every single day in the calendar, every single day and minute in the day? Are we prioritizing every dollar we spend? Are we making sure everything we do points to our purity and saving ourselves for marriage, making sure that we're still virgins, making sure that we're pure and we belong to him, holy and righteous? Why? Because he is giving everything to us. Surely we can keep ourselves for him. Surely we can turn our backs on the world. Surely we can make sure that we're going to go to heaven one day. Close your eyes with me right now. I know that today in the name of Jesus, we have come in this place and we have probably rattled cages, shocked theology. But I just want to make sure it's clear because one of the best things that ever happened to me was when I realized I'm going to have to fall in love with worshiping God down here if I'm going to want to go there. People say, I don't know if I can make it in heaven forever. I feel like I might get bored. Oh, you haven't learned how to pray yet. You haven't learned how to really worship God yet. There's a place in worship you can get to where you lose track of time, where you don't care what time it is, where you don't care that you're hungry anymore that you had plans for lunch, but they get canceled because you pray so much and pray so hard that you feel like you're lost in the heavenly realm, that you're floating through clouds. There's a place in worship that you can begin to speak in tongues so deeply that you don't even care about the things of the world, about your college, about your money, about your future, about your issues. There's a place in worship that you get to where you just lose track of time and you forget where you are and the Bible calls and being drunk in the spirit. Uh, there's a place in worship uh, where you don't want anything but more time with God. Every saint of God needs to get to the place where you can worship him and forget what time it is, where you can bow down before the Lord and say, just give me Jesus and take this world. I don't need it. Just give me Jesus. Take this world. I don't want it. He's building me a mansion. I'm going to be faithful. Take the food, Jesus, I'll fast. Take the money, Jesus, I'll be all right. Take the world, Jesus, I don't need it. I'm saving myself for marriage. I don't need to be married. I don't have to have my spouse be perfect. I don't have to have everything great because all I need to learn to do is fall down and worship Jesus. He will satisfy everything. I'm calling you today in the name of Jesus to turn everything over, to give everything up. You don't really need this world. The devil has lied to you. You just need to make your mind up that you want to go to heaven just so you can see Jesus. I got good news for you right now. You can meet him right here, right now. You don't have to wait till heaven to experience him. He said, I send back my spirit on the earth to fill us up. This is the ceiling. This is the Holy Ghost. This is the spirit of Jesus in us before we get to be with him again. This is something you can receive and have every day of your life. This will keep you. This will connect you. Are you sure you would enjoy heaven today? If you don't love praying, if you don't love church, if you don't love the things I mentioned today, then you need to come find Jesus again. I think you may have bowed your knee to religion, and you've bowed your knee to pastors, and you've bowed your knee to church attendance, but bow your knee to Jesus.
You come to church for your friends, but not for Jesus. Lord, help us recalculate our vision and our dreams. These altars are open today for everybody, for everybody, everybody to fall back in love with number one. This is about my Jesus. It's about my Jesus. Everything I do, how I dress, how I act, it's all about being ready for my Jesus. It's all about being thankful for heaven and thankful for what he's building for me. I'm not going to sacrifice anything. I'm not giving up. I'm not going to do anything but just make sure that I love Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, today, that's what the Holy Ghost sent me to tell you. If you're going to be saved, you're going to be saved because you love him. If we're going to be saved, be saved because we want more of him. That means we'll pray more. We'll study the word more. If you don't like prayer or Bible study or worship or praise or the people of God, then you will not enjoy an eternity in heaven. Oh, God, help 